0: Welcome to the PFA show, where I will navigate a very, very specific part of the health finance world in the state of Florida for those business owners and professionals that are seeking a healthcare license. I'm your host, Sandy Leonard, and in today's episode, I will introduce the proof of financial ability to operate and some of the complexities surrounding that form. In this episode, I will unpack the lingo, explore the acronyms such as ACA, PFA, and GAP. The Proof of Financial Ability to Operate form serves as a method for healthcare applicants seeking licensure in Florida to demonstrate that there is a financial plan to ensure the delivery of quality services, equipment, and products to the residents of Florida. I will delve into the nuances of projected financials, the importance of a CPA involvement, and the intricacies outlined in the instructions, including the critical 10-day rule that often catches applicants off guard. Stay tuned as I share and uncover five common pitfalls encountered in the proof of financial ability to operate from salary considerations to administrative FTEs, accounts receivable challenges, schedule matching problems, and an occasional oversight of forgetting to include the proof of financial ability with the application. Let's start with the lingo specific to this form. There are acronyms that need to be understood. The first is ACA, which stands for Agency for Healthcare and Administration easy. PFA, proof of financial ability to operate. And GAP. GAP stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles. These principles are a common set of accounting rules and standards and procedures to ensure that companies are reporting clear and consistent information. GAP is required for public companies, banks that make loans to customers, and ACA. The proof of financial ability to operate form is designed so that the applicant demonstrates to ACA, among other things, that the applicant has a well-thought-out financial plan to deliver healthcare services in Florida, equipment and products also used in Florida, and is knowledgeable in their line of business and the projected proof of financial ability form is achievable. The proof of financial ability to operate is effectively a formalized screening process to filter out the non-serious applicant and those that may not have the know-how or even the financial ability or the resources to deliver healthcare services, healthcare equipment and healthcare products to Florida residents. Generally, the projected financials must have a CPA's letterhead attached to them. There are exceptions, however minor in frequency. Some types of licenses that do not require a CPA letter can be completed by the owner or non-CPA. However, in either case, the projections must follow the rules of Florida and more importantly, be prepared in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles, or GAAP. My experience is that CPAs are best qualified for applying GAAP to projected financial statements. As indicated in the Proof of Financial Ability to Operate instructions, the applicant is required to show projected revenue and expenses, that's a P&L, a projected balance sheet, the basis for financing anticipated cash flow requirements of the provider, and the applicant's access to contingency funding and working capital requirements. This is basically a statement of cash flows. In most cases, a certified public accountant must compile, examine, Or apply agreed-upon procedures to the prospective financials, including summaries of significant assumptions and accounting policies, all of which is prepared in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. That is from the instructions to the form. In this regard, compilations and preparation services meet that reporting requirement. Also, In the first schedule, entitled Schedule 1, the proof of financial ability to operate requires that the applicant provide independent evidence of sufficient funds for startup, working capital, and contingencies. These amounts are derived from the financial schedules included in the proof of financial ability. There's no magic number. It's not like paying a fee for your license to operate a car. The amount comes from the various schedules in the proof of financial ability to operate. While we're here on Schedule 1, let me discuss a very simple oversight, and that is the failure to comply with the 10-day rule. What I mean by this is that all proof of funding documentation, which is typically a bank statement. It could be other evidence, but typically it's a bank statement must be dated no later than 10 days prior to the date the application is received by ACA. The emphasis is on the word received, not sent. In other words, if your application is received by ACA on January 11th, the December 31 bank statement that you included is stale and must be updated with a bank screenshot. This is an example of someone not reading the instructions or not understanding them and has nothing to do with generally accepted accounting principles. I will say this is a very sensitive issue at ACA, and I totally understand it because this is a very simple rule to follow. It's just so easy to comply. So at this point, I'm going to get into a few accounting pitfalls. So let me discuss five common accounting pitfalls as they relate to the proof of financial ability to operate. The first one deals with compensation, and that's on Schedule 2. And that is salary and contractor payments are too low. Very simply speaking, the rates that you in your form to pay your administration and contractors must exceed the minimum wage and at times have to be at market in your particular county in the state of Florida. The rules are complicated but they're is as simple. Salaries and contractor expenses need to represent reality what you're going to be paying these people. The next area also on Schedule 2 is Administrative FTEs. FTEs is another acronym, although not that common except for Schedule 2. It stands for Full Time Equivalence. And the pitfall is that the administrative FTEs are not sufficient. Well, an FTE is someone that works 2,080 hours a year, which is roughly 40 hours a week. There are certain minimum amounts required for each facility. Nurse registries have one rule. Non-regular healthcare providers that are not nurse registries have a different rule, and so forth. But generally, administrative hours must cover the hours that the facility is open. Another pitfall is that there's no accounts receivable or accounts payable included in the proof of financial ability to operate. With the exception of private pay, businesses must wait for payments. Nobody gets paid the day you present your bill to the payer, especially an insurance company. So collections can range from weeks to months and depend on the payer's contractual terms or the nature of business. I've seen some, although it's rare, it could take months. ACA expects to see monthly changes to your accounts receivable in the statement of cash flows. Similarly, accounts payable are rarely paid the moment you get the bill from your vendor. In fact, people hold payables for a few days, typically 15 days or 30 days, and also here too expects to see fluctuation in the accounts payable amounts in your statement of cash flows. Another common area is matching problems. This is a catch-all where the schedules don't make sense, they're out of balance, they don't relate to one another, and they're just out of sync, for lack of a better word. I think we all know what that means. And finally, the simplest and the most incredible oversight is that someone either forgets to include the proof of financial ability to operate, or just missed that instruction in the application. So if you follow the forms instructions, you're familiar with Florida statutes, understand GAP, and more importantly, invest your time to understand the business you're about to undertake. The proof of financial ability to operate can be prepared so that it is accepted by ACA. So as I conclude this episode of the PFA show, I hope you gain valuable insights into the intricate world of the proof of financial ability to operate. Remember, success lies in planning, adherence to the instructions, and an understanding of both Florida statutes and generally accepted accounting principles. Whether you're the applicant, a seasoned professional, or a newcomer to the healthcare industry in the state of Florida mastering the application process with the Agency for Healthcare and Administration is critical to obtain your healthcare license. Stay tuned for more episodes where I'll continue to demystify the complexities of the proof of financial ability to operate. Until next time, this is Sandy Leonard signing off. Thank you for joining me on the PFA Show. This show was produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts and made possible by listeners like you. If you ever thought of doing your own podcast, please visit prettyeasypodcasts.com.